Welcome to today's episode of Tartugio, the podcast for geography and GIS lovers brought to you from the Department of Geography of the University of Tartu, Estonia. The show is brought to you by your host, myself, Tahmin, and Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Tahmin. For today's episode, we have the opportunity to talk with Erki Salubeer, the CEO of the location and mobility data analytics company Positium from Tartu, Estonia, which is the leading company in the world specializing in mobile positioning data for official statistics. Aki graduated the geography curriculum here in Tartu and is currently also finalizing his PhD studies. Hi, Aki. Hi, Alex. Hi, Dachmin. Nice to have you here. Great so, to be here. So, Aki, uh, am I pronouncing your name right? Yes, you're perfect. Okay. Is Erki or Arki? Erki. Erki, okay. Uh, so, how was your journey towards geoinformatics or uh, your current position uh, right now in a couple of sentences? I have this uh, special uh, thing in my own mind uh, that uh, I already knew in the high school that uh, I want to be a geoinformatics specialist. How, how did you um, know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thing is that I was at that time already into informatics uh, mm -hmm. myself. Uh, just uh, I really loved the kind of uh, control that you uh, can get from uh, building things uh, through uh, programs. Mm -hmm. I was really bad in it, but uh, still uh, it fascinated <laughs> me. So I kind of wanted to do, uh, learn informatics. Uh, on the other hand, I wanted to get something towards maybe more social sciences. Mm -hmm. uh, so in a way that I could have more fun, uh, whereas uh, I'm doing my studies. Um, and I have quite some ge uh, many geographers uh, in my uh, family and relatives. Um, so I, I kind of knew uh, how how they are and uh, what kind of crazy life they live. So geoinformatics, there was a perfect match for me already uh, born before before I actually yeah uh, could choose something kind of. Mm -hmm. And and uh, you, you did did you go also? Are you, are you from Tartu? Yeah, I am originally from uh, Tartu, uh, so I have lived most of my life uh, in in uh, Tartu. Fun fact, uh, first uh, three years I actually spent in Algeria uh, of my life. Oh, wow. uh, so in deep of the Soviet times, uh, my father decided to be a teacher there. So, yeah, but oh. but the rest of my life I actually have been in Tartu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you um, also directly then continued to, to study in Tartu. Yes. So I went to all the schools up to high school uh, here in Tartu. And then uh, the university uh, choice was obvious for me as well to go to University of Tartu, as mm -hmm. I really appreciate uh, the university here. Yeah. And how did you uh, then came to uh, be involved with Positium? Ah, yeah. So as I as I was really into geoinformatics, uh, I started to do uh, GIS things uh, quite early on already during my bachelor studies. Uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, as side projects, uh, working, for example, uh, publishing some atlases and uh, doing the digitizing work, and then uh, uh, then later on uh, building uh, some uh, location databases. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, yeah, I had several jobs, and the last one was uh, in uh, Regio. So yeah. uh, the place where many uh, geographers or geoinformatic yeah. uh, people would go. Yeah. And I learned a lot uh, in there how to build uh, geoinformatic systems. And at the same time, I kind of uh, learned from the side that, uh, well, this positioning technology could really help to do benefits for the society if it's done uh, correctly. So I, I knew positioning technologies as a uh, through Regio at that time already as well, but uh, now we talked about uh, this passive mobile positioning, which is uh, mobile positioning of all the phones. And I was really into large location databases at that time. Yeah. So uh, when uh, uh, Rain introduced uh, the project that he had in his mind uh, for 2006, Venice Biennale, Architecture Biennale, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and he needed uh, help to prepare it. So I was really on board with this project. And then after we did this project, it was kind of obvious for me that, well, this is something I want to do. So we, we uh, 2007, we established the the first office for Positium and started. Sorry, to sorry when, when was it? When was it? 2007. Wow, 2007. So, yeah, I've been now doing it for quite some time. Wow. Maybe as a, as a quick background for our younger audience there who might um, not know Rain anymore. So, Professor Rain Ahas, may he rest in peace, um, just well, recently, was it two years ago, uh, passed three. away? Yeah three and uh, he was uh, the the head of the chair of human geography and he was yeah he was uh, also quite a visionary mm-hmm. indeed so rain uh, was uh, behind the idea for positum uh, so positum is uh, his uh, vision um, and uh, he he really thought uh, that uh, this technology could uh, benefit society. And as he was uh, the head of human geography, so he saw many benefits how uh, this kind of technology could help uh, in his research as well as in general the society. Yeah. Cool. So, um, and, and through that, you have been basically pushing this um, mobile position, passive mobile positioning data. Maybe, maybe you could uh, quickly for 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 the you know for the not so technical people, maybe the differentiation between the the types of data that can be collected from from mobile phones, basically the GPS and the and the call related data. Is that something you could yep. quickly elaborate on? So our methodology to what to divided is uh, that uh, there is first uh, active positioning, uh, which is uh, technology that uh, most people are familiar with. Active positioning meaning that there is kind of uh, activation to request a location. Uh, 
So for example, you want to know uh, on your own phone where you are. So mm -hmm. you activate the positioning request, where am I? Uh, and uh, basically the phone then would ask from uh, uh, the GPS uh, chip, uh, what is the location? or do it through uh, like other sorts of uh, now newer technologies like uh, Wi-Fi uh, triangulation or mm -hmm. uh, whatever else. And uh, so this is the active positioning, but the active positioning could be as well that uh, from the mobile network operator side, uh, they can also request uh, the location of mobile phones. Uh, so this is done, for example, if you call uh, 112, then now it is done automatically that uh, the mobile network operator sends out uh, together with this uh, call to send out a request uh, to ask where the mobile phone is. And this is this is done through triangulation from uh, cell towers or sometimes uh, they actually can activate the GPS on the phones as well. So this is all active positioning. So we request where the phone is. And the other one is passive. And passive is meaning that uh, the location fact is generated as a side product of uh, some other logging. And uh, what uh, we are using is, uh, so all mobile network operators around the world are uh, requested to store the metadata of uh, where mobile phones are in the, on the events uh, when they do any chargeable event. So this is, for example, if you make a call, uh, so they want to store it in the building, uh, they, they as well store from which cell tower you did it. Uh, and I mean, the reason is uh, not particularly to do location analytics, but uh, just to have the facts straight and and at the beginning, there were also like, uh, for example, price differences in for different uh, regions. And well, you need to know where the mobile phone is when mm -hmm. uh, when yeah. an event is uh, generated. And uh, well, all mobile network oper operators around the world are storing it. Uh, and this is passively laying in their databases. Uh, and not too much is done actually with the data. And mm -hmm. this is uh, what Positum is specialized on. Uh, to make use of the data besides of just uh, yeah uh, storing it as a uh, fact for maybe checking your billing account or something. <laughs> cool. Erki, uh, let's talk a little bit about your personal interest in terms of geoinformatics. I guess obviously working in uh, Positium and working in this topic for a long time you know, your personal interests and, uh, you know, your business interests are probably aligning pretty well. But we would like to ask, you know, sort of differentiate a little bit between sort of, are there still some research research um, interests and um, do you do teaching or tra training activities? And um, what are, you, you know, your current problems that you are interested in to, to, to solve? Mm -hmm. So... Indeed, my research interests are very much aligned of what we do in uh, Positium. And this is uh, the question of how to derive value from this 
kind of boring uh, data set uh, that the mobile network operators have. Yeah. Um, in general, you can just describe it with three attributes, which is the uh, subscriber ID, uh, then time and location. Mm-hmm. And uh, as this data has been there quite some time, uh, so my research is uh, trying to find out the ways how to generate additional value by basically profiling the data set. But uh, the biggest challenge is how to derive the value in that sense that it becomes valuable. And this is very much then connected to the way how we describe the world currently. Uh, So what is the kind of reality model, uh, what we have with other data sources that we have, and Mm -hmm. then aligning this data source with this kind of reality model that we already have, because I can't generate the new reality model. Uh, that yeah. that would be too too much to ask. And then of course uh, uh, my kind of uh, one particular interest is uh, is in uh, big data. Uh, so as the data becomes so large, uh, then you have all these problems with uh, how to uh, handle the data. So all these technical questions are uh, very much. Uh, an interest uh, for me as well, uh, besides of bringing out the value. And in mm-hmm. some sense, they are very interlinked uh, because the technical challenges put some uh, limits, what uh, you can do. And yeah. on the other hand, uh, trying out uh, new technologies, uh, uh, you kind of discover new tools, how to kind of mine the data in uh, new ways. And uh, this is all very interesting for me. Uh, one question just to uh, put there a little bit. Uh, this kind of huge uh, big data that has been lying around uh, all around the world you were talking about uh, for the mobile operators. Uh, how do you obtain this data and what is there for the mobile operators to actually give you this data? If that is not a business secret, of course, what is the mutual um, I don't know. Uh, benefit there to sharing this data with you and then your use with the mobile operators? There are many answers to this question Um, because uh, we operate in different uh, countries um, Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, different operators around the world and I can uh, say that uh, their interests are as well different. Uh, Mm -hmm. So what is it for operate? Oh, how to access the data um, is a very relevant uh, question. So although the data has been uh, there for quite some time, and most of the countries already, well, you can say all of the countries have understood that uh, there is value in this particular uh, data for themselves as well. Uh, the data access uh, topic is still the top priority and it has been the whole time mm-hmm. uh, when we have uh, been dealing with it. And why is it so difficult is uh, because it becomes a question of trust. Yeah, um, So it's it's uh, trust between of the data processor and then the mobile network operator and the mobile network operator and their clients and in general of the society uh, as well. So the privacy questions are uh, important ones. 
and uh, all of this has to be explained and and it it all just takes time and uh, this has been the problem but uh, actually the mobile network operators themselves are interested in uh, finding ways how to bring out value from from this uh, data set mm-hmm. and and but, but for themselves right it it no it it and then this value is uh, very different as well so one side is uh, value for themselves and this is something where uh, a lot of work already has been done and uh, a lot is going already on uh, on the network level uh, in order to offer better service uh, so right. uh, they mine the data quite a lot and uh, and 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 use information uh, from mining the data uh, for the business uh, benefits mm-hmm. but as well of course uh, uh, they are interested in uh, finding additional uh, business opportunities uh, out of it so for example the same kind of data is valuable for retail sector and uh, marketing sector and uh, oh really uh, oh, yeah. because uh, for example retail well, just to give you some examples, so if you want to plan a new shopping mall somewhere, mm-hmm. so how do yeah. you get an information of uh, how people move so that uh, let's say you have like five different locations uh, to choose from, how do you prioritize them? How do you get the information about uh, what is the most uh, beneficial uh, location? And so yeah uh, these kind of questions uh, are relevant and this data set can uh, benefit for these purposes yeah but more and more uh, there is this uh, activity from the mobile network operators as well which is called uh, data for social good so they want to uh, give back uh, to society as well uh, so they are looking for different ways how they can uh, kind of uh, show themselves as companies that care about uh, the places where they are and and so they they if there is a way to put the data in good use for the country uh, then they would do that and this mm. is called data for social good cool anyway that that's um the, the the question i guess that also burns on 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 everybody's um, Tong basically um, the the ethical aspects of course around this and I totally understand also it's there are different let's say um, agencies that have interest in, in dealing with that so I'm, I'm also thinking that in, in many cases it might be some I don't know government related agencies as you said regarding planning tourism and, and these type of things that are declined in, in a way that would be interested in, in in sort of building like a like a working like a project a working group around um, getting um, those statistics to for for this improved decision making. Yeah, ethical questions are uh, very relevant in connection with uh, all the privacy questions. Indeed, I would say that uh, it is important to understand how we operate uh, because uh, this becomes relevant as well. So mm-hmm. one thing is that uh, we never uh, analyze for, on this passive positioning uh, side 
individualized uh, data, meaning that we know actually who uh, these persons are. Yeah. Uh, so the data is always uh, at least uh, pseudonymized, uh, which is the kind of first level of uh, providing privacy. But because we are in this uh, new era of uh, having so many other data sets as well, so uh, globally we have understood that uh, pseudonymization is not anymore uh, maybe sufficient. There's so many uh, things we, that you can sort of correlate. Yes. So then it becomes actually the kind of principles of uh, how you operate, which is uh, relevant. So positium is uh, always calculating only statistics, meaning that uh, everything that we calculate is already aggregated onto anonymous level. And uh, so there is no possibility to detect any personal information in that sense. And we recently, as well, together with uh, United Nations Statistical Divisions, uh, worked uh, on a paper uh, to, to kind of publish these uh, principles, how to process uh, mobile positioning data in an ethical way. Mm. And so maybe that is the answer. So, of course, the questions uh, will remain, uh, but uh, I mean, we will give our promise on that side uh, that uh, we do everything ethically. Uh, we take all the measures that are described in uh, data protection uh, regulation so that privacy and all the ethical aspects would be covered uh, when we process the data. Mm -hmm. Um, one one last question regarding <laughs> the the research bit. I mean, I think it's all quite fascinating because it's also so much on the on the pulse of time currently, and this is really everybody's holding their breath to listen. You know what's coming next. And um, in terms of location accuracy, the way you explained the passive mobile positioning based on the on the calls, um, this is actually not like crazy accurate right is there also are there different research streams regarding finding the the best accuracy based on this um phone call phone call data or are you doing are you still doing like pushing the boundaries in that also in positium or are you sort of um you have your methodology and this is now you know your production pipeline yeah Indeed. Uh, so the data spatial accuracy uh, is, uh, well, as geographers, we can say very bad. Um, <laughs> in cities, it's kind of uh, better. So it might be like a couple of district blocks, but usually it's even more. So it's uh, quite large areas. And when you go to rural areas, uh, then these are like uh, very large. Uh, so the accuracy is uh, not so good. The good thing is uh, for us is that uh, the accuracy is improving over time uh, because uh, as we get more and more advanced uh, generations of uh, mobile networks, mm -hmm. uh, the kind of uh, density of cell towers is increasing. 
I mean for because like 3G and now we were yeah, 4G uh, and now 5G, uh, okay. they are becoming like more dense network because you can't serve 5G for really long distances. Um, right. The bandwidth uh, will not survive it because you, uh, in 5G, the latency is important as well, right? Uh, yeah. That would improve a bit uh, the accuracy. Uh, so uh, the, as we move uh, towards uh, newer generations. And what we in Positium do is uh, we apply statistical methods uh, to improve the accuracy. Uh, so these are probabilistic methods uh, to improve the accuracy. Uh, so we do spatial interpolation of, mm -hmm. uh, uh, in order to, for example, not put people into the areas where they can't be. Uh, so we use yeah. land use uh, data to improve ah. the accuracy. And then, yes, uh, statistical uh, probability models. Okay. Oh, yeah. Not bad. Oh, actually, quite good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your personal outlook for the future of geoinformatics? How do you see GIS, geoinformatics in general in future? what is happening or what do you see is going to happen in, in future in geoinformatics and in your, in, in your personal journey as well, like where do you see yourself in GIS uh, in future? Very good question. So... Uh, Usually you ask that, you know, in your employees, no? where do you see yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so I would say uh, firsthand, 60 to 80 percent of data is geospatial data, so long live geospatial world. Uh, I, I see great future for the whole field. So uh, this is uh, my opinion. Uh, so everybody are developing uh, data uh, algorithms around the world, and uh, so uh, geospatial is uh, one part of it. But I would say that. Uh, in some sense, uh, we are even a bit kind of uh, behind the overall uh, kind of uh, data algorithm development. Mm -hmm. So I see that uh, there is still fast will field, uh, which is little explored uh, with uh, geospatial mindset. Um, so I think there is uh, still a lot to do. And uh, we we have kind of exciting uh, future in that regard. Mm -hmm. And yeah, for example, a uh, very relevant question uh, currently is how we move and uh, as as people in general, and uh, how the changes happen in how we move, because uh, on this uh, this regard. So many other services and uh, infra infrastructure is uh, built on. And actually, if you think about it, then the methods that we still use on uh, like getting the data, for example, right. how people move, they are from the, I don't know, from two centuries ago. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, there's still a lot to do and uh, and still a lot to discover as well. Uh, I think we know quite a little still the kind of uh, processes that are ongoing, uh, geospatial uh, processes that are on ongoing already uh, in our society. 
Do you think uh, any particular field of geospatial uh, or GIS would have uh, advantage in that regard, having better structure in a way, maybe earth observation or I don't know, uh, something else, which already have quite good structure? I think, uh, so it all uh, comes down to the data analysis. So, mm -hmm. so anything related to data analysis, but what I feel is that geospatial is always connected to some other discipline. So kind of where you operate. So geospatial is kind of a tool, but then it attached to some other discipline uh, where you want to study the uh, geospatial uh, yeah. phenomenons. So, and I think kind of linking geospatial to different uh, domains, fields is the kind of uh, what is the future will be. Mm -hmm. So uh, it kind of moves uh, into the different disciplines. On the other hand, the kind of methods will be shared between of the disciplines. Yeah, it's hard to say just one single point uh, what is really relevant. Mm -hmm. I see that it is really cooperation uh, between of the different disciplines because you don't know what is coming next big thing right uh, but mm -hmm. i just say that the uh, geospatial is part of it mm -hmm. and what is your own journey in that regard what do you see personally researching or developing in future in the geospatial Watching world forward you name it so i will uh, keep doing what i already do mm -hmm. uh, so to find uh, ways how location big data could be used for the benefit of uh, society and uh, so to try and find out the possible ways how to improve uh, in overall the quality of life uh, with uh, spatial data that's my kind of uh, goal and this is the goal of positum as well mm -hmm. and uh, obviously the kind of niche uh, thing is to keep developing the passive mobile positioning uh, technology and to bring passive mobile positioning based statistics to as many countries in the world as possible. Wow, that, that is ambitious, yeah. Um, maybe I, I can sort of uh, jump in here a little bit um, talking about Positium a little bit. Um, you're obviously representing Positium with, with, you know, with all you're doing and uh, all your vision. Um, I ask you that uh, in private before. Um, uh, so Positium is a spin-off of um, Tartu University, that, that is right. But um, I, I want to ask you, would you consider uh, Positium a, a startup? Yeah, we have never considered ourselves as a startup, uh, although uh, yeah, we have been introduced as a startup uh, by yeah. others. Uh, no, we are not a startup. And the main difference, the main difference is that uh, we are research-based uh, company, mm -hmm. and uh, we are still very much linked to university. Mm -hmm. uh, we are here for the long run, uh, not uh, to uh, have this kind of uh, very fast. Uh, Exit or type of thing. Uh, yeah, growth uh, that uh, oh, yeah, the growth, exactly. uh, uh, growth expected from uh, from uh, startups. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, so they have to grow fast or die fast. Uh, th that is the motto of uh, right. startups. And sustainable. I, yeah, we, we are here for the long run. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I really do believe uh, that uh, there are different kind of companies, and uh, there has to be different kind of companies. So we are studying a field uh, that is very slowly moving. We actually want to change how statistics are collected yeah. uh, in a way. And you could imagine uh, changing processes that have been here for many decades uh, or even yeah. in some sense uh, centuries. Uh, so it, it can't happen that quickly because uh, this is not uh, changing uh, only individual habits, habits, but it's uh, changing the kind of processes of uh, organizations. And this is the hard part. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe I haven't chosen the easiest way, <laughs> uh, but for myself, it's just interesting because I think it's, it's uh, rewarding as uh, we are doing something more fundamental. And this is why we are a spin-off, not a startup. Cool. Well, thanks for that clarification. Damien, shall we, I don't know, do we have uh, some more questions? Ah, yeah, I think uh, there was another kind of last thing. What would be your advice uh, to give for GIA students or future GIA students in, in I don't know, a couple of sentences? In general, I would uh, give advice for geographers to travel and explore. Mm -hmm. I enjoy myself traveling and exploring and you always learn something uh, mm -hmm. and understand uh, the world better. So if you if we study social phenomena uh, then we we want to want to kind of know as well how they are different in different parts of the world and how culture right. is uh, affecting and so on. So yeah, travel. And then I would recommend as well to choose one other subject uh, mm -hmm. where you would like to apply the geography. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, linked to what I said uh, previously. So you always apply spatial analysis on some yeah. kind of field, mm -hmm. whether it's uh, informatics, biology, politics, economy, uh, uh, yeah. sociology, whatever it is you always uh, link to some other domain. Study it, uh, you, you don't have to do the kind of full program, but at least take some courses uh, in, in some field that, oh. uh, that is interesting for you. So this is what I did. Well, I took uh, courses uh, in, uh, in statistics and then in, in economy as well. And then mm -hmm. later on, they paid off uh, for me, I think. Nice. So, uh, and then, in general, again, for geographers, uh, learn statistics. I think you can't do it without kind of the basic knowledge about statistics in uh, mm -hmm. 21st uh, century. So Because of, yeah. of data-driven, you mean data? Yeah, it's, it's uh, whatever you do now in geography, it's always data-driven. So you need to know the basic concepts of statistics, the more you know, the better it is, uh, because the more kind of uh, possibilities uh, to 
make good in your own field uh, that will give you. Mm -hmm. And as well, uh, understand uh, what the other ones are doing. Mm -hmm. that, that is important as well, right? Of course. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think if uh, Alex, you don't have any more questions, yeah. we can go towards finishing. Um, thank you so much, Erki, for joining us today. And dear listeners, this concludes our episode today. Like everywhere, please like, share and subscribe. We'd also be happy if you have some feedback for us. See you in the next episode.